Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Music Talks podcast. I'm your host Bobby Rose, and today again I have with me my very good research buddy, uh, Mr. Chan Long. Hey everyone, uh, it's me again. I'm I'm back to this podcast with uh, Bobby Rose. It's uh, it's an honor. Yeah, you can hear the enthusiasm in his voice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we just wanted to we just wanted to cut that uh, introduction very short. If you don't know him by now, you should check out one of the uh, the earlier episodes. He's my very good research buddy. Go to research buddy in UPM. And uh, today we're going to be talking about something that I, that's been mulling in my mind since like the past month. So, very quick question, Chan Long, dude, can you yeah. tell the future? Uh, the only closest thing I can I can tell about the future is definitely the job <laughs> that I have in my dreams. That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, real simple question: Are human beings able to tell the future? I think it's very very hard to say. The only closest thing, okay, let let let's uh, let's be real here. The only closest thing we can get to actually. See the future is actually by by predicting the, them, uh, based on like the patterns that we can observe and we can analyze. But it's never a very confirmed thing because, for example, let's say uh the when when our mobile network four G first came out. No one actually, uh, like everyone, predicted that it's going to be uh very effective for things like uh things that can be done remotely, uh things like that. But no one actually really predicted that four G opens up a uh, a uh, whole new market for streaming services. Uh, I mean, as in like the the live streaming, uh, things that we see, uh, being used very commonly today. Such as uh, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, Zoom things meetings. Like that. Yeah, exactly. It it's something that we people never actually manage to predict. So, uh, even as much as we can try, uh, as much as we try to predict the future, there's always something that we can never see and might bloom in the future and and. I think that is the beauty of uh, the nature of future for us. I I would say, that's that's very well put, and I like the fact that you use one important word. It's called predicting, because my yeah. follow up question would be, it it's not something small. Like if you have an egg later on, it can either be you know cooked, or it can be you know it can grow out to be a chicken. I mean, I'm missing a few process there, but you know eventually it'll be a chicken, <laughs> right? But We're talking about the idea of uh, as astrology or a study of uh weather, study of weather, right? So you can kind of predict that it's gonna rain today, but you don't know it's gonna yeah. rain. You don't know. You you're not saying that oh in the future it's gonna rain today, but you're predicting, and seventy five percent of it is, as long as you're seventy five percent right, seventy five percent of the time you're right, then you are a good predictor. I mean, your your team, that uh, weather forecasting team, will be considered good, you know. So 
that's that's the context, ladies and gentlemen, of what we're going to go about today, or rather what we have started going about. And uh, yeah, the idea of just where, A, where music came from, in a general sense. We're not going to talk about like how human beings evolved in, <laughs> in that way. And leading up to the idea of where do we think music will go. So let's start off with a very simple question, Chanlong. Based on your studies, based on what you've learned, how do you think music actually like started back in the day? Like how do you, how did a group of people just like come together and decided this is music? Well, actually, I would say uh, how music started is is something that is very hard to be traced because uh, it really comes down to how and uh, which culture that you are, you are looking from. But then, like, I, I, I would say in many, many different cultures, there is this one thing, music, that is uh, very common uh, in, in, in these different cultures because I think uh, definitely for me, music started off as uh, an expression, an, an extended expression for, for humans. And uh, yeah, it, it, it is a form of uh, human behaviors that is uh, like they, they use beats uh, like such as percussions or things that can make sounds. These kind of things are human behaviors and also some uh, 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 an activity that uh, re requires more than one party to, to, to actually bring out because uh, let's look at the, how music is today. If you are someone that is that learns the piano, that learns piano, you don't really learn the piano and you play the piano by yourself. Of course, one way or another, you would want someone to be there as an uh, as your audience mm -hmm. to to listen to what you play. So actually, uh, like I, what I, what I would say is that okay. Uh, I would not focus really on, on one thing that we all learn, like uh, how music started as a, like Gregorian chant and, and stuff. But then like, uh, it, it's very hard to trace because if we look at the Gregorian chants and, and, and stuff, we are only learning about the, the more of the Western side of music while ignoring the, the, the other side of the world, the other parts of the world. So, it's actually very hard to to uh to really pinpoint how it started, but I would say that uh in my in my uh express uh like way to see it is that music started off as well it it still is a, a human activity that needs to be done uh from one human to another human. Uh, it, it it's a it's a it's an activity that is being brought out. Uh, like in, in in a group of people because it's it's much like uh, a form of conversation I, I would say because you don't learn to speak and you only speak by yourself uh, and you, you only speak to yourself you learn to speak because you want to communicate with others so mm -hmm. music is also one thing one form of uh, human uh, I can't really say it's a conversation but then it's it's a behavior and it's a form of expression that that is being brought out through instruments or like yeah through music. 
Yeah, that's a that's a very fair way to put it. So, uh, I think the phrase you're looking for is a community phenomena, whereby oh, yeah. the earlier yeah. So, uh, you're talking about fantastic that Gregorian chant, and I was thinking more of um, uh, in ethnographic and traditional music in uh more indigenous music. It's always about like in Africa they were playing drums, and then in 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 other parts of China it was like all string instruments. But yeah, uh, essentially, it's that need not even love for arts it's that need to communicate first that comes before everything else but you know fast forward i don't know a few hundred years from what gregorian chan was what uh okay so ladies and gentlemen we just have to disclaim the fact that we are uh both music students so we're just uh our mindset we're just trained to think westernly west uh more, more towards western music I, I guess that's why yeah uh so going back to what i was, what I was saying it's a uh, fast forward a few hundred years then some people actually started to realize that oh when you speak in a certain way melodically rhythmically with harmony with instruments and whatever it becomes this um pocket this vacuum of art which is called music you know in, in short it's a uh, organized sounds organized sounds presented by yeah. a presenter and listened to by a listener by an audience but how do we actually like pick it up, pick up this thing called music, and then send it off to people to expand and to spread, uh, like worldwide? Now, how do how do you know Gregorian chant? How do I know Gregorian chant? Where else? Where where it actually started all the way there, like two thousand years ago, a thousand plus years ago? You know. Uh, I would say because this one is a. Uh... It's a very recorded thing that that uh, we have things that can slowly trace back to to that time, and one thing about uh, Western music is that uh, I I feel that ma- there are many things that are very well recorded, well re- uh, de- documented, whereas uh, sometimes in other parts of the world their music might be lost in time because they are uh, maybe in my understanding is that. Uh, it, it's it's different ways of thinking that some people would uh, would emphasize would prioritize the thing about uh, passing this thing down. Some people would uh, would prioritize in having all the things well documented to, to say uh, like uh, to document if okay uh, who who started this thing and, and stuff and then pass this knowledge down generations by generations but then. There are also some uh the the previous examples that I say is that they focus on on uh like just expanding and also passing down this activity that they are doing because uh let's just say that if you if you go to like some very uh some parts of the world that are very less documented. Uh, it's very hard to to trace down uh, their their history if documenting the the history part is is not really what they practice in their culture. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say uh, sometimes sometimes this this is something that is that is very hard to come come uh, come down to a very concrete answer that can answer for everyone because uh, apparently. If you 
grow up in a, in a totally different culture. Uh, the, the way they they uh, do things would be very different. So uh, yeah, I I would say it's uh it, it comes down to this uh documentation of how things happen and how things has been happening uh through the way that has uh had us until today that, that we can still trace back to uh, like we are, we are still able to learn how things were back then and how things started back then but then uh i have this question with me all the time is that is it still possible that uh like because we we uh we we what we learn in our our study in our education is that oh okay the Gregorian chant is like how music started, but how it is before that time, how music how music is uh before that time is something that that uh people are still still uh, trying to find out because uh, yeah there, there, there's there's this part of like uh if it's it's undocumented you have to find different traces of things to try to connect things together to do to form uh a, a theory of, about about what actually went down and stuff so i would say um yeah when when people start to to have this habit of documenting things the benefit of it is that the generations that come afterwards would get to learn and get to know how things back then, so that uh, I think it, it's it's a way that we can we can know such as okay for example uh, the the music theory how music theory started okay maybe it's like uh, back in back in the times when uh, who who was that really uh, like there were a few 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 composers that they uh, have this rule about like oh okay no. Uh, parallel fifths, no <laughs> parallel octaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this these are the things that uh over I, I would say it's like over generations and generations of doing this like doing the same thing and also improving on the same thing. And eventually they start documenting th- these things, then we get to know uh how it is uh today and how it all started back then. Because uh but but then uh, anything that happens before that is very hard to trace back. If if uh, they didn't have the the practice or the the like generally don't don't do documentations mm. and and records uh, and stuff. Yeah, I would I so yeah. Uh, this is how I think about like the the how 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 music spread and and uh, expanded. Uh, from from where they were that time, yeah, 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 uh, and and it's really true. So it starts with um. So you mentioned two points there. The first one that I really want to touch on is the recording. So um, just a short summary for everyone. Uh, how music was traditionally was was generally conventionally recorded back in the day was through writing, as Channel said. Uh, it will always be written on a manuscript, and you if you want read more about this you can look into um roger kamen's uh music and appreciation the history history of music book uh so 
you can see all these old manuscripts, like dusty old paper, like written by Beethoven, Bach, all those scribbles. It's not even like you go on Sibelius now and then you actually program it in. No, this was just like how we would like jot down notes in a quick pinch. Yeah, that's how they would jot down music because, yeah. And then uh, moving on from there, around 19, uh, 20th century, 20th century in a Ken Burns documentary called uh, Jazz. Such an easy topic to remember, jazz. Uh, past World War, I can't remember if it's like past World War II or before World War II. So only then did uh, the first wave of recording music started. So I, I, I mean like personally, man, it, it boggles my brain that, uh, oh yeah, that we've never heard of the original idea by um, uh, Bach's shallow, shallow Suite, for example. How, how is that legato? What does his legato really mean? You know, because we don't have that uh, documentation of him actually playing, but it's all written, it's all interpreted, and blah blah blah. So, uh, like the second one is that you said about the, you know, going back to the concept of community phenomena. Uh, I I guess the important thing to note is that you know people started traveling, and eventually the whole world became one big musical community. Well, just think. Think about the artistic musical side, musical side, um, not about the other aspects of you know like people conquering and all the dark side <laughs> of humanity, right? So um, yeah, so essentially it's still a community phenomena, but the community now is more of a global scale on a global scale, and how I talk to you is through my own musical language, and how you respond to me is by your own musical language. So now we're trying to still. Going back to what you said like half an hour ago, like the idea of communicating with each other, right? So now that we have that want to play, to communicate with each other, then we start recording stuff. And then came, I don't know, like innovations in instruments, right? Like, uh, where, where do you think that idea of, oh, you know, I'm just going to plug in a, uh, I don't know, a fiddle and a lute? And a violin. I'm just gonna plug it out with, with with electric and just amplify this. So, uh, what what do you think that you know there was like a a a century transition between like organic instruments, like like acoustic instruments, to electronic instruments? How how do you think that? Well, we we came to that point. I think uh for this one right, it's uh, um it follows the technology obviously and then like uh when, when we see see the more the more 90th century uh, musicians when where they would like uh sorry 20th century musicians 20, uh. where, where they would start to to yeah they, they would start to uh use things such as uh the uh like the really electronic music not the EDMs that we know today, but it's more of the computer-generated music because it's when the technology is available for musicians to trans uh, transition from the very traditional, very organic uh, mm. uh, music instrument that you said to computer. Because back at uh, that time, computer is still a very new thing, and and uh, and then. Uh, musicians such as uh, uh, Stravinsky, mm -hmm. yeah, they they started 
to to uh realize that oh we a computer actually is uh, a very new form of uh, music and yeah they started experimenting uh electronic music because this technology is made available i would say that uh actually along the way music is always evolving alongside the technology that is available yeah like back then we have uh like uh the, the recorded tapes uh the like the, the vinyls and then we have mm-hmm. the cassettes and then we have cd to today we have things like uh the, the streaming services spotify apple music uh tidal and, and uh youtube music and stuff today we the music the form of music already transitioned into uh music streaming which uh we will we'll, we will talk more about that in in the later episodes but uh the, the the thing is music is always something that is evolving alongside the technology which uh yeah back to the question how how to to how music instruments uh transition from the organic uh like uh, like maybe the, the original loot to like plug plug in mm-hmm. into into uh to to record them into in digital form yeah. yeah i think it's it's because of the 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 availability of the the technology and musicians have this uh it, it it's i think it's a nature that musicians would like to experiment with new things that they have that's why we always see uh experimental music is is a thing and uh it's always these things that help us to to push forward to evolve with uh uh have music evolution evolving together with the technology uh that we have today yeah yeah and and that's really true like uh especially when you touch touched on the genre right yeah i i still remember until today um the reason why we i mean going back to just being strict strictly on the jazz side the reason why we had like double time rack time it's because uh like um correct me if i'm wrong i might be very wrong about this like the earliest gramophone uh the, the earliest vinyl cds that can be recorded was just like one minute or like two minutes yeah. so so we, we got to get this in like we got to capture all this into this really quick yeah <laughs> and then the minute they started realizing oh we can stretch it out to like five minutes and then somebody named miles davis was just like you know what let's let's just let's not even half time let's like quarter time this but it's it's really true so if you mention it that way and i do agree it's the instruments or it's the innovation in technology that brings about the change in music doesn't matter if it's instruments doesn't matter if it's genre because if you want to talk about uh not focusing on the instruments but on the genre itself again uh style of singing you can only yeah. used to we only used to have that that uh that direct voice to microphone uh singing style or or rather way back when was just voice like opera days and then now uh, and then after that 
uh, its voice to microphone. And then now we're having that time of um, T-Pain and all those auto-tune uh, vocalists, right? I, I don't know yeah. uh, if you consider T-Pain a singer, but, you know. <laughs> uh, this this actually brings back to, to a very familiar thing that we always uh, talk about in things such as performance practice because it's always a debate on whether we should uh, interpret music according to the music instruments that were available back then or should we interpret it in uh, like and, and uh, uh, incorporate the new newer things into the, the music scores yeah, yeah, back yeah. then okay so for example uh, we used to have only the harpsichord uh, like yeah, to, to play play uh Clementi or to play Mozart music. And actually if you if you play using uh piano today, it's a very different instrument as compared to harpsichord that uh back then. Uh because the instrument instrument itself, uh although the keys that we have are quite similar. In such a way that we have black keys, we have white keys, but we need to consider the thing about the action. Back then, harpsichord's action is plucking, but then today our pianos, our the actions of the piano is uh, hammer, yeah. hammer hitting on on the string. So the way to play is very different, uh, like because back in harpsichord because of its action its design the thing about dynamics is not as prevalent as uh pianos today yeah, yeah where yeah. piano we can easily control the the dynamics to have it soft or uh, loud but then in harpsichord it's not really something that you can do so that's that, that, that's why yeah the thing about the the singing styles and also uh like how how the singing style changes uh, uh, according to time, I would say that uh, the instrument playing is also something that is uh, uh, that changes uh, throughout the time because like uh, the reason why I say it's re something that is still being debated uh, among the scholars when it comes to the uh, performance practice, this thing about authenticity or like uh, versus uh like interpretation self interpretation yeah is we, we can never have an answer because some people say think that we need to stay true to the original work but then some people they will say they would think that uh it's important for us to like if we play in today's instrument it's okay for us to incorporate some of the newer elements into our playing to make it uh, more, I would say, modernized. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so this is this is something that uh, remind that your 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 statement uh, about the changing singing styles reminds me about. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I guess I uh, I, I guess I, I take on the second. Uh, the the latter mindset whereby you should um modernize. I I use the word update. You should yeah, update. Updates, I, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to get sensitive and all, but you know, back in the day, uh, a book that is written, for example, like um, To Kill a Mockingbird, 
back in the day, it would hit differently compared to when you read it today because you're in today's context, mm. right? So it's supposed to evolve. It's just a personal thing. But uh, I was actually in um, one of the earlier episodes, if you missed out on this episode, uh, the title of the episode was The Myths about the myths and Q&A about music production, audio production, I actually uh, asked our friend, uh, Hazi Aizat. And actually, it's it's just totally up to you how you want to produce that sound. But you just have to come to terms. You just have, have to come to peace with the idea that um, however that you play will never be as perfect. Uh, will never be the same. It can be similar. It can be 99.99%. I mean, heck, violins you can literally have the same shape and whatever of, of violin but that bow you know uh i i, I forgot what what is called like the 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 wider bow or the thicker bow and it's it's supposed to uh-huh. yeah and it's supposed to produce a different sound and even today like you were talking about the harpsichord right i can literally sample one note of the harpsichord and then um, you know, like disperse it all over a keyboard, an 88 key MIDI keyboard, and it still wouldn't sound that perfect harpsichord, you know. But okay, so uh, enough on um, reminiscing in the past. So, you know, moving on from here, so let's take on a more um, interesting approach now that you mentioned that uh, 4G uh, aspect in, in the beginning of this conversation, right? Um, Let's say if one day we are able to move from um, 4G to 5G and then you know, even like 6G internet, we, we can like download one terabyte per second or, or something like that, right? where movies will be like not even 8K anymore. It's just like 8, 18K or something. Uh, <laughs> what what in, impact does, do you think that will have in music? Like, you know, with any kind of innovations in electric vehicles, in better internet, in every kind of... Do you think... Uh, music will actually take another step further in evolving. Okay, so uh, when we look at music, uh, right now the very, okay, let's let's look at uh in in this five years time, music has been a very, uh, right now has been. The, in uh, in the big scene, we can say there are two very very popular uh genre. One is uh, definitely the the uh, mumble rap mm-hmm. yeah uh, 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 and sort of uh, evolve uh, hip hop but then yeah people people might not uh, uh, might not try to associate uh, mumble rap to hip hop but yeah it's 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 a a, a kind of uh, music that evolved from from hip hop uh, naturally mm-hmm. and then uh, there's also EDM yeah about EDM, uh, back then when it was it when it became a very popular thing, it started off with things like uh, dubstep, uh, such as uh, like Skrillex is one of the most known artists who who does uh, uh, dubstep, uh, dubstep. Mm-hmm. and then we have things like that is like slowly transitioning into the mainstream pop music, mm-hmm. uh, such as uh, David Guetta. LMFAO. Uh, Kevin Harris. Yeah, yeah. They are the ones who, who started bringing the EDM into this mainstream music. And then slowly, this EDM start to evolve into things like uh, the things that we, we tend to hear a lot today, uh, like lo-fi. 
And also there are some things like uh, Vaporwave and stuff. These are also uh, the, the rather new EDM, I would say. And then uh, actually the, the music that we hear today that are quite popular in, in social media, such as uh, like, you know, TikTok, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the TikTok is also one of the platforms that uh, pushes music very, very much. Uh, because music is a very, very, very important part in TikTok itself. And people, uh, some, some songs, okay, uh, some like maybe older songs, they, they tend to get popularized again because of uh, these songs being used heavily in, in the TikTok videos. And also there are like, uh, when, when we talk about music today, there are also, uh, we, we can say, we can see artists today like the singers, they, they tend to incorporate the, the element of, uh, because lo-fi is, quite, uh, is still quite popular today, and they incorporate the, the elements of lo-fi into their music. So actually, we can, we can uh, kind of see, it, it, of course, we cannot, it is very hard for us to anticipate and predict what, uh, what is coming next. But then sometimes when we, when we, uh, coming from a perspective of a musician, we, we, we can also uh, see that, okay, since this thing is popular right now, so how do we incorporate this new thing uh, into music? It's how this thought that uh, keeps music evolving, I would say. Uh, not only as a musician, but then uh, as an artist, uh, it, it, it's sort of uh, evolved, like arts and music, they do evolve uh, in, in, in such patterns. Uh, like social media is, is a very big part of our life right now. So mm-hmm. uh, what people do uh, and also what trends in, in social media tends to become uh, one of the elements in, in music today. So uh, yeah, that, that's how I see uh, the, the, the future of music. It, it's, it's always following a pattern. Maybe in the future, social media is, it will not be as popular as today. Maybe it's like, uh, let's say uh, VR or maybe AR become a, a very big thing today. And uh, maybe we, we, we would uh, walk around in the streets wearing glasses and uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's not even VR, maybe it's AR. Like, uh, it's we will live in a world that is being projected through the, the, the glasses that we, uh, we wear, but this is just a, 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 a prediction. Like, sort of a prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe maybe in the future, we will be living in in world like this. Uh, but right now, we can only predict. But I would say if we do live like that, and the music will also uh, evolve itself uh, following our lifestyle, I would say. Okay. It, music is something that is that, that we can never leave uh, without. It's it's very, uh, it's it's rooted deep into our lives. Like uh, you, you cannot imagine doing anything, like going through a single day, uh, like doing anything without hearing music in in anything. Like for things like doorbells or maybe the rice cooker. And stuff. There are music in 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 uh in everything that we, uh anything that we do today. So yeah, this is how I I see uh, okay. the future of music. 
and I totally agree uh, with where we're with your with how you mentioned that where we're going is the accessibility of music, right? So um, yeah. let me just put it this way: how I see uh, the the pattern that you're displaying is that you're mentioning is that back in the day, yes, it, it's a it's a cliche, but it's a true cliche. It's a true statement that we live with music. We cannot live without music. And uh, but back in the day, we would go out and chase music because of how accessible we are to music. How how much accessibility we have? Uh, you did mention like Spotify and Tidal and whatnot. It shows both the appreciation and the lack of appreciation towards music, if you think about it. Because you did uh, give that timeline of um, okay, so we started off with um, solos, solo piano playing, and then uh, all the way to pop music of uh, 19, uh, 20th century, like back in the 1960s, 19th like guitar solos and whatever. And then we threw that out. And then music became more um, electronic. So even the clarity, uh, we, we took away the mids. It's all about the highs from the vocals and the bass, the low, lows from the bass. Um, and, and you did mention that uh, today, in today's uh, sonic culture, I would say, lo-fi. Lo-fi is where we're at. And... Um, I, I personally realized that uh, it's more about singing and ambience. So when you want um, thickened ambient sounds and then, uh, like you said, mumble rapping and whatever. So it just made me um, have a sudden realization. Is it possible that I, we, might, we might get to a possible future of music whereby it's not even music anymore? It's just sound. You know, you, you did say uh, in that future where, um, oh, one thing I do disagree with you is you mentioned like people walking out on the streets. I think uh, we're not even going to go out on streets. We're just going to sit in our rooms and on our beds and watch people in, in uh, Wembley or, uh, you know, like in Wudoka and stage. But we're just like sitting in our rooms mm -hmm. and watching shows like that. Um, but at, at the end of the day, following the track of what you did say, like, you know, one day we'll be walking around and it's not just AirPods or uh, wireless earphones, wireless earbuds. It's going to be like a full-on headset, right? We don't really want music. Or, or, or rather, we need music so much, but because it's so, you know, we go around and we hear music from uh, shops and all those uh, doorbells. We have so many, so much sound around us. And up to a certain point, we're just okay listening to... Because if you think about it, that's where we're heading to at this point. You keep pumping up the bass, pumping up the bass, pumping up the high, kill the mid, and then everything is just... And then all the... It's no clear sound. There's no uh, vocal clarity or whatever. And mixed mix with all the sound pollution of the world, it's just going to be noise, right? Is that... I mean, I, I know it, it's quite... Uh, it's quite uh, eccentric to think that way, but do you think that's one possibility of the future of music? Uh, I would say, I, I can't really say that it's it's a it's a like future of music because uh, if you if you look carefully, uh, the things that you you mentioned just now might already be practiced somewhere by the experimental musicians. <laughs> yeah. So it might be uh like people might. It already because uh like yeah 
experimental musicians, they like to experiment with uh, the, the very, like, something that is not really being practiced in our, like, like normally in our life. And then I would say, uh, if this experimental music are being uh, accepted in, in, a, in a bigger audience, then we'll say this 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 uh is will be a, the future. But then like uh I would say for now, uh this kind of uh, music are still uh like within a very niche market of uh like those who, who like experimental uh genre of, of, of music. Um I would say it's it's quite hard because the melody and stuff is still a very big part of music that uh, has not changed a lot. Uh, we, if, we, if we trace back from uh, music back then to now, the, the melody and stuff is still very, very important. It's just that how we tweak the things inside that mm. would be changing. And like, uh, but then I, I, I would say, uh, Okay, let's let let let's look at how. Okay, for example, the 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 very classical music, they they tend to use uh, like uh, how to say the 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 chords and stuff. They are very organized in in a way. And then we go to uh jazz. Jazz is sort of very disorganized in a very organized way. And then we come to pop. Slowly, people realize jazz is too difficult for for many musicians. So they start to uh, simplify the the music playing and the music style a lot. And then, like the pop music today is, they went they went into organized again. And uh, organized is is just a very simple. Uh, it's just a better way to say it's it's being very very simplified as compared to to uh, jazz. But then. Right now, we go back into we are going back into like people trying to, uh, like okay, R and B for example is is still a very popular genre today. Like when we look at uh the the K-pop and some of the Japanese songs, they 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 still do have uh this kind of uh jazz element into into their music. So what we are seeing right now is that people like to go from difficult things to simpler and then difficult again to simpler like yeah this kind of things uh i would say that it will be a, a recurring uh, pattern it's, it's just about how uh, people like for that particular period of time and then like when they slowly realize oh i like the that style uh, back then uh, the, the style that we used to have and they will co- incorporate the things again and then to a point when they feel like, oh, it's getting more and more complicated now. So we will simplify again. Like, okay, this this is uh, how I would uh, anticipate music uh, that is to, going to come in the future. But then, yeah, maybe you have a very different view on this. Uh, but this is what I do notice. And trend is a thing that is going, uh, uh, like moving way quicker right now uh, because of how connected we are today but i would say uh, the connectedness today might be might be the 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 peak of uh, human to human connectivity 
and we'll we'll never know uh what will come come next uh because uh as far as like this this lockdowns that we we are having right now i will only say that people still like back to the statement that you say uh we 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 would stay in our room to uh most of the time and stuff but i would say uh having experienced this lockdown uh people actually like connecting with people physically still yeah so yeah uh i would say uh even with the uh, ar and stuff maybe it it is uh it will serve us in in such a way that uh uh while we are in malaysia uh having having those headsets or like uh the the like maybe in 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 glasses in the form of glasses or like in the form of contact lens uh we can like project the views of uh like uh japan or like australia into into our city or our streets yeah this is this is how we see but then there is a, a limit to it because humans are still uh the human to human interaction in person is still very very important i say uh back then people used to say that oh people are getting more and more connected and and uh, it's very easy to connect to people uh with internet but then this covid forced us to to have a lockdown i think really make people realize that uh human connectivity physically is is still the thing that we we uh need no matter how far we go into yeah. yep. uh the technological advancement yeah so true. back to music uh yeah, yeah we, we are off, off track a little bit but <laughs> uh, I, i would say music in, in in a way uh i think it's it's the same it will it will go to uh like again like like what you said just now like uh maybe the vocals and and they will pump up the the ambient sound a lot more and then like maybe the the bass is is will, will get emphasized a lot more than than usual but then i i would say that uh maybe they will reach a a point where they will get uh get down again and and use this uh the the existing styles music style musical styles that uh we used to have and then like extend upon it yeah yeah that that that's how i i i i see uh how music would change and uh the kind of pattern that i i sort of notice yeah yeah and uh i i do agree that there are certain thresholds there are certain limits that you can hit and then you go back and it's that um nostalgic feeling and then that wanting feeling so yeah there is certainly a cycle to it um i would say that I I guess at the end of the day you you you're right there's no really a there's not really a, a fixed explanation as to what music what the face the new face of music can be but the only thing that we can tell uh I I guess a way to summarize this whole episode is that the futurology of music states that it's going to keep moving <laughs> it's going to keep changing how no idea but it's definitely not going to be stagnant it's definitely not going to be stagnant so Uh Chan Long, thank you so much for your thoughts. It's very interesting. I I just love the idea that we can go on such a wild ride in 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 terms of our musical musicological adventures and it's not even relating to I mean like we didn't even play any music we're just like talking about it and I love that we actually yeah. have the opportunity 
to do so. Um, yeah, so I guess that's the end of the episode. Uh, as far as you know, our imaginations can stretch. If you do have any questions, or if you, dear uh, listener, or you know, if you're watching this from YouTube uh, audience, if you seem to have an idea of what the future of music can be, or if you have like you know, this is the new genre that we're going to go into. That whatever song that you made is going to be the new genre. Hit us up. <laughs> send us an email on the link below, and we'll definitely uh, send your name out to like the Guinness World Record or something. <laughs> yeah. So until then, uh, thank you so much, Chan Long, again for your thoughts. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to this episode. And again, I'm your host, Bobby Rose. I'll catch you on the next one. See ya.